I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh, when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. I did not have sexual relations with that. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. What in the actual podcast? Thank you, everyone, for coming to my debut as a Foley artist. I mean, welcome to Hydration Station. <laughs> Those were our hydro flasks. Um, just so everyone knows, we're hydrated and very healthy. You're welcome. Are, are we, though? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But I'm like trying to be that either. person. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. I'm drinking out of a plastic water bottle. I'm not even drinking out of my hydro flask. <laughs> We're saving the world. Katie came back with some fucking travel cooties. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm sorry if my voice sounds nasally AF. Super sexy. Been sick since I went to Vegas. We love it. We'll see (laughs) how that goes. (laughs) That laugh. I'm done. I didn't mean to do it. That was natural. All right. Well, welcome to What in the Actual Podcast, the podcast where we ask the question, what in the actual fuck is going on? Because we have no idea. Nope. I'm Nathan. (laughs) I'm Katie. (laughs) I'm Emmy from the block. There she is. There she is. Back in action. You used to have a little... Now I have a lot. Oh, that was good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know where you were going for a second. (laughs) That like really got me. Like I was on that roller coaster with you the whole time. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, And we have a new appreciation station this week. Oh my God, yes, we do. Yeah. We're so happy for Sansaru. (laughs) <laughs> right? That, that's correct? Well, it's Sansaru. a snow from Utah on the comment. Yeah. Or on the review. review. Yeah. Yeah, and we just, we really appreciate you reviewing us well mm. on the podcast app. Um, so, thanks for that snow from Utah. Yeah. Our Utah and listener. If you guys want a shout out like this, um, you can... Just interact with us. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or go over to our Instagram at WhatInThePod and comment on our stuff or like our stuff. And we always like to shout someone out in our appreciation station. So, yeah. So, yeah. And it was cute because they gave us like a recommendation, I think, of like a a story that we have to look into. Yeah. I think we So, we'll have to do a little research and maybe she'll become an ep one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Susie Q. that was unnecessary it was but so i guess we can get this story on the road here we go let's get into the damn story because it's a rough one Mm -hmm. or at least it really is yeah so the amount of anger that i felt (laughs) throughout this mini series that we're going to talk about is unreal yeah I, and I think like, I forced rage. you to watch it. This? Yeah. But, I mean, yes. <laughs> like this series. Okay, so I, full disclosure, have watched two episodes because it's really hard to watch. Yes. But I didn't yeah. think anything could bring me more rage than NJ Transit brings me on now a regular basis. <laughs> well. And this beat it by a long shot. I by a very, 
by I'm making it a motion like, they can't see, but a lot. It physically <laughs> hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like my insides genuinely were like having pains. Like, like yeah. my stomach. Just, yeah, yeah. It was it's a pit. Not a good time. Yeah. Um, okay, let's tell them what we're talking about. Yeah, so we're talking about <laughs> when they see us on Netflix. It's like a mini series, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't watch it like back to back to back either. Mm-hmm. So it took me like a good week and a half. I think I watched the first two episodes and then I told Nate and then he sped up and like got through it. And I don't know how he did it because I was like, I'm not finishing the last mm-hmm. two episodes. Yeah. Because for me, it was like I couldn't not know. Like, I, I, to be honest, I didn't know a lot about the Central Park Five. So yeah. then it was just like the genuine like, I have to know what happens now. Yeah. yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't mention that. When They See Us is based on... The Central Park Jogger case, um, which is also known as the Central Park Five. Um, and it happens legit, like, I would say less than, like, way less than a mile than where I grew up. That's crazy. Really? So I grew up a block away from Central Park, but in the 90s. And this happened on, like, the east side, which is across the park. Mm-hmm. But like on a hundred street, okay. So okay. like literally like le- way less than a mile, and I was like four or five when it happened. So like I grew up knowing the story, but I didn't like you don't know the impact that it actually has on like the actual people. Yeah, like right. I didn't know any of that. I just know mm-hmm. kids were arrested for this murder, and then years later they got out. That's all I really knew, and I knew right. that they it really acquitted. shook up. Yeah. yeah, it shook up, like, I remember growing up, people genuinely didn't want to go in the park after hours because you didn't know what was going on. Like, yeah. all right. of that was gone. Like, the innocence of Central Park was gone for us at that point. So, like, yeah. I remember only going to the park, like, very, very early in the mornings. But, like, we never went once it got dark. Yeah, because which is of legitimate because she, she was brutally Jogging. raped. Yeah. yeah, and she was, so, and like, it was literally, regardless, yeah. Regardless of this horrible, like, trial and lies that Injustice, were created, yeah. it's like, yeah, something terrible was still happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't, I feel like this was one of the only, like, really terrible things that happened. Like, genuinely growing up there, I don't remember anything else. Like, obviously, right. it was an isolated get, like, incident. Yeah, people get mugged and stuff like that. But this was mm-hmm. genuine, like, panic. Like, people were like, do not go in the park and living so close to the park how can you not go into the park it's like stupid yeah but i remember it was like genuine panic and like we couldn't go in the park and that's mm. really all i knew until i watched this netflix series and then i got to see like the actual story of the individuals that were involved mm-hmm. right yeah so, so and it my, is super super tough my mom yeah. was um i don't know if she was living in the city at the time or I think she was living in the city at the time that mm-hmm. it happened. And she said she remembers it. And because I told her, she always asks what we're doing. And she was like, that was horrible. She yeah. was like, it was truly horrible. Like, it's a yeah. horrible story. And she was like, I didn't know the extent of what happened to these kids mm-hmm. until right. much, much after. Like, years yeah. after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People truly thought that they were guilty for years. Mm-hmm. 
because that's all we were getting fed. Like, yeah. especially in New York, right. the and papers. And they were convicted. And yeah. you, like, hope in your heart of hearts that when a jury of peers find someone guilty, they truly are guilty, guilty. of whatever crime. Yeah. And it's a horrible and crime, like... and you want it to be explained somehow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But let's... Um, uh, so, yeah. So we'll go into, into the details. Yeah, let's get into the details. Um, so all of this took place on the evening of April 19th, 1989. It started um, after dark, so around 7 o'clock. Um, there were a group of teenagers, and I think it started off as a smaller group. And as they went from like neighborhood to neighborhood, it grew into about 30 to 32 teenagers. Um, so they were just hanging out in and out of Central Park. So going, um, like I said, to the east side, through Central Park, to the west side, back in the park, um, just in and out. And they were just like, I don't want to like say like kids, but like they were just a big group of kids and they were loud and some of them were causing some serious trouble. Um, so in the series, we see that they were harassing some people that were like on bikes, going through the park. Um, there were some people that were like robbed, but it wasn't always all 30 something kids. It was like genuinely like smaller groups breaking mm -hmm. off and doing this right. crime. But for some reason, all the kids as like a mass sort of stick together. Like it's mm -hmm. weird, but they didn't mm -hmm. all like commit these crimes. Um, so yeah, they were going through the park, and not that really being those rowdy. crimes like are okay. Yeah. But it's just nowhere near the crimes that they were convicted for. Like, exactly. it's just like not yeah. even comparable. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah. I don't like to like scale it out, but like I said earlier, it happens. Those types of things happen. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, People... they're a bunch of teenage boys. Like, yeah. Like I said, not okay, but. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> they didn't brutally rape a woman. Right. <laughs> Um, so later that night, um, as this was happening, um, a 28 year old, uh, white woman had been jo jogging in the park. Um, so I won't get into her details yet because genuinely no one found out who she was until like 2013, I want to say like no one knew who she was because it was a rape case. You can't really disclose the victim. So like we didn't know who it was. So genuinely, I'm just that. gonna yeah. Really, no one like, knew who it was. The media wasn't allowed to say her name or anything. Yeah, that's why we she's called the I mean, Central I think that, Park I think Jogger. That's kind of so she's thing, just to be a jogger. Yeah. yeah. I think, so I'm just yeah. gonna uh, for like I I like that. Yeah. That the system that, like respects the victim in that way. Yeah, mm -hmm. but her, her identity does come out later, and I'll talk about it later. But for the story, she's just known as like the jogger. Interesting. So she was on the stand, but even though she was on the stand, like we didn't the know her identity. Couldn't say anything about her. They weren't identity. allowed to talk about her um, appearance, description, her name, or anything like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I yeah, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but we did know like her race. Her race got out. And I think um, mm -hmm. a lot of the media used that against yeah. the kids. And right. that's why we knew her race, mm -hmm. but we didn't really know anything else. I mean, I think that clearly like played a role in what yeah. happened. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, all we knew that she was um, a white woman in her like late twenties. Um, she had been out jogging in the park, totally normal. She had done it, I would say, like almost every night after work. That was her form of exercise. Um, and I believe like her route was through the reservoir. So, you know how I said I lived a block away. I lived a block away from the reservoir and the reservoir is like a mile around. So that's where people go to run because everyone's running in the same direction Mm -hmm. and it's super safe. So like, it's like a path, you know, like a track field almost, but on dirt. Um, so I think she was running there and then she had broke off to start running back toward her apartment, which is on the Upper East Side. Um, So she had been found later that night. She was severely beaten, raped, and then she was in a coma when they found her. Like, she just was not responsive at all. Um, She was found north of the park. Um, So it seems as if she was attacked and then dragged and then possibly raped at this final location. Um, but they found her totally not where the kids really had walked through. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be like a super important fact that I didn't know about. And I learned from the series itself. Yeah. Um, right. She was, um, unfortunately, she was in a coma for 12 days. Jesus and Christ. when she woke up, she had no idea what happened to her. Like, nothing. She had no idea. The last thing that she remembered was she went to work, she had a meeting, she left work, and she remembers leaving her apartment building. But she doesn't remember even being in the park itself. Mm. So, like, imagine waking up and, like, all of this has happened to you. Like, it's totally, like, absolutely wild. But... um, Once the details started coming out Yeah, we've talked about that before. Like, is it it better to remember no or, or not, not know. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know but and also i don't know like my question is like is it somewhere in your brain is it though because i don't think she still remembers to this day yeah, yeah and, and, and it could be because we don't i, I, I don't, don't know, know. I, that's like a question for like yeah a medical person an actual psychologist well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but like i don't know like i always hear we use like 30 percent of our brain or something crazy like we don't use like yeah, all our yeah. brain so like is it like somewhere that you can't access that your brain is doing mm-hmm. that on purpose or is it like truly like physical like a physical thing that yeah it's not there anymore yeah 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 i don't know, I don't mm-hmm. know. um but yeah i feel like that in itself it's like so terrifying and i feel so bad that she even had Mm -hmm. to go through that like that's absolutely no one should ever have to go through that um but they found her um i think they thought like when they first walked upon her like she was dead that's how bad like the scene was um but they saw like she was breathing and then they took her to the hospital and, and she was in a coma for 12 days um simultaneously like i said um the group of kids um that were going around the park, um, they started to break apart because people would call the cops. So as soon as they got harassed, they would find like the nearest payphone and they would call the cops. So now the mm-hmm. cops are getting multiple calls, like calls saying there's a group of kids, they're going around, they're robbing us, they're like punching us, they're kicking us, they're like doing all this stuff. So now you have police officers like entering the park at different locations. So they're able to, like, cause the group of boys to scatter almost. 
Mm-hmm. And because the amount of boys, or I don't know if there were girls in it, we'll just say teenagers, because the amount of teenagers um, out counted the cops, they were only to, able to grab like a couple of people. Right. Um, so they grabbed, I believe, originally, um, they only grabbed like two or three of the, the kids. Um, so I'll go through the kids. The uh, Central Park Five, they're known as Kevin Richardson. He was 14. Raymond Santana was 14. Antron McRae was 15. Youssef Salam was 15. And Corey Wise was 16. Um, Kevin and Raymond were the first to be taken in by police. Um, and they were held on reports of intimidating behavior and muggings, which they did not do. They right. were those boys who were witnessing the smaller group doing the muggings, but they were not doing the muggings at all. They just unfortunately were the ones that actually got caught physically right. by the police when everyone mm-hmm. started to scatter. Um, Antron, Youssef, and Corey were taking in the following, following day. Um, Corey wasn't even known by the police. He just went to like offer moral support for his one of his best friends Yusef. Yeah. It's, and he that's... just happened to be at the station. That is Ugh. fucked up. It's terrible. And like it's He terrible. literally went to go be supportive. Yeah. And then because of that ended up being in horrific circumstances in prison yep. for yeah. years. It's yeah, just, and just yeah. As a reminder, Corey's the oldest, and that's super important to the story. He was 16 years old. Right. If I um, were him after that, I would be like, everyone's on their fucking own. Like, yeah. that uh, is... Yeah. But... Oh, my God. It, it was like, he genuinely was like, dude, you're going to get in trouble. Like, I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to be supportive. Like, he didn't know what was going on in, like, the room or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I think that the police definitely through his name like that kid out there what's his name and then his friend said his name and then they started to like fuck with the story almost to get him involved right and it's like you're a kid and you want to believe that like the system is correct and it's right Mm -hmm. and so if you really didn't do something you're really just gonna tell the truth and everything's gonna be fine yeah so why would you resist why wouldn't you go there and give more information and try to like help the situation Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just so so fucked up yeah it's fucked up and this is why i'm scared when i send out a box that i put the tape on that i'm scared about my fingerprints being on the tape you can't leave (laughs) anything i don't think if i really didn't do something our justice system is gonna believe me Right. Yeah, in a case like that, they actually have your fingerprint. In this case, yeah. they had nothing. Exactly. So imagine right. how scary imagine. that world must have been for them. Um, so the police now have five children or teenagers in custody, and they soon shift the story from holding them on like rowdy behavior to the jogger case. Because now the precincts are aware that this woman has been terribly attacked and now they need to find like a reason for it and the who behind it and i guess it made sense to them like why wouldn't it be one of these or like a group of these 30 boys like what are the odds that that happened the same night that these Mm -hmm. boys just happened to go out and like just be rowdy you know what i mean like what are the fucking odds 
It's terrible. Yeah, but the timeline didn't match up. No, the timeline doesn't match up. But <laughs> like when it first started, it was just right. the night. It was the same night. So yeah. how could it not be related? Right, and I get like that's yeah, how the like, police look were down at that. It. Like that makes sense. You you yeah. would yeah go down that path because you need to explore every option in order to try to find justice for this woman who was horrifically raped but none of it ended up matching up yeah and so so many people saw that it wasn't matching up yeah that's what's so crazy there were so many opportunities for someone to step in and be like no this is definitely not it and they didn't no it's crazy they just kept going and finding different ways for, like, the story to stick. Right. And just, um, like, brushing the, like, dirtiness of it under the rug. Off. Mm-hmm. Right. The stuff that didn't match didn't count because they were going to find a way to, like, make up a story for it to count. Um, so the boys were interrogated overnight, I would say, or that then following day for at least seven hours without any supervision. No. Four of the boys um, <laughs> no, just caved. No. <laughs> Just absolutely fucking not. Yep. Um, I think at least four of the boys finally caved and made um, videotape or verbal confessions that were like handwritten and like signed. Um, So the detectives had that before the parents actually showed up or the guardians because I think a sister showed up for one of them. Yeah. That's literally disgusting. Yep. Yeah. Like, little kids, no water, no food, no adults. And we heard this before in, like, the Amanda Knox case. You, like, turn to a point where you're like, holy shit, did I actually do this? And am I yeah, just not? Yeah, and you're just yeah. like, with those kids, they were actually being, like... Targeted? Beat up. Like, I oh, mean, yeah. yeah like, if you, like it's, it's torture, basically. And yeah. it's like... At a certain point, you're just like, I literally just have to say whatever they want me to say Mm -hmm. to make this stop, regardless of whatever future consequences are going to come out of it. It's like, I just need this moment that's happening right now to stop because they didn't feed them for like 48 hours. Mm -hmm. They were stuck in that room. It was like, it was literal torture. So yeah, yeah, you just do whatever you can to get out of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Yusef um, later said that he could hear them beating Corey up in the next room mm-hmm. and that um, they would come back in and look at him and say, you realize you're next, right? Oh, my and so, God. Yeah. He, that's just like his story. I can't imagine what they were like saying to the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that the fear made me feel like I wasn't going to be able to ever make it out of that room. Because of the way that they were beating Corey in the next room, they thought he thought like they were actually like killing him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he didn't yeah. know what the fuck was going on. He just heard his best friend in the next room like crying out, and he could hear the punches and stuff. Um, so, like you guys said, they were just saying anything to make it stop. And the police, they weren't being truthful. They weren't saying if you say this, you're going to end up in jail they were like if you say this you're gonna end up home and everything's gonna be gone like if you blame it on the other kids and if you involve yourself you're still gonna make it out you're gonna be fine just say it so like they were all saying things that just never happen that's like i think like one of my number one things i'm gonna teach my child 
is that if you confess, you cannot take it back. It's very hard to take it back because the same Mm -hmm. thing happened with Amanda Knox and another case I think we talked about. But they think, like, they make you think, okay, just confess and then this will go away. And that's that's not what happens. No. It makes it so much worse. Yeah. So in all of the confessions, the boys admitted that they somehow touched the woman or restrained the woman as one or more of the others assaulted her. So that's the, like I said, video confession or like the handwritten confessions that they had them sign. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, they later take back the statements like once the parents are there. But, like, the damage is done. Like, you can't, you can't right. take it. You can't take it out. Um, just so you guys know, the DNA evidence that was found was um, semen at the scene. And it didn't match any of the five boys. And they knew okay, that pretty quickly. here's my thing. <laughs> as a jury, as a juror listening to this trial, and you hear... That the semen didn't match a single person that is actually on trial. How the fuck do you then give them a guilty conviction? Like that's no the idea. part where you lose me. Like you're racist. No, no idea. That's, only, how you, like, that's how that happens. One of the very very few physical evidence pieces that comes out of this case, and it is in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do it, you do it? It doesn't. I don't know. I. Like, that means that the person who did it is still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. And by allowing these men to go down for this crime, the person who actually did it would then not be, like, sought after because the right. case would be closed. Yeah. The like, case was closed and they never looked They never looked further or ran the semen ever again. Like, they, you know, like, I think it's called CODIS. They keep mm-hmm. all of that. And if you are a convict of any sort, your DNA gets into the, you know, system. Yeah. And they could run that sample at any time that they wanted to after mm-hmm. the case was closed and they chose not to. Because they right. knew. Like, because they, they knew. Know. Like they, they knew they know. were wrong. Ugh. What's her name? I don't know. Linda. I didn't write down their names because I don't want to. I don't. Linda Buttfuck or whatever the fuck her name yeah. is. <laughs> I genuinely didn't write anything down about that lady or the lady from the trials because it just is they're disgusting. They're yeah. so gross. They deserve so much more than what's happening to them now. Like being Amen. dropped from your job is not enough. No, no. you took no. the childhood away from you five people. One thousand percent deserve to be in prison. Like So I, no, I don't talk about any of those people. Like they, but I I do want to say I love uh, both of those actresses who played those. Oh, well, those yeah. Two oh, yeah. Women. No, yes. so, we have nothing against the actresses. Lynette Scavo. Like Vera, Vera from Mega, however you say her name is, she's yeah. Live for her. <laughs> mm. So, um, the lawyer. So they end up being held because you can't go home if you confess to a fucking attempted murder and rape. Like they said they could. Like they said they could. Mm-hmm. Um, four of them... I rolled like my I eyes said, extremely hard, just so everyone knows. <laughs> he did. Can confirm. Um, four of them, like I said earlier, were 14 and 15 years old. 
and one of them was 16 so four of them got to stay in juvie and one of them got sent straight to fucking rikers island Oh my which if God. you guys which don't was Corey, know who was not even involved he in wasn't the first even place. involved a 16 year old the- in the adult cells at rikers is the most scariest thing i could think of i yeah and what's so crazy oh. is they were like he is the missing link like yeah that was they were like we don't have a conviction here we mm-hmm. need another piece Mm-hmm. So they literally dragged him, literally dragged him yep. into this case for just so that they could have something that they sh- thought would be like an open and shut yeah. case. But it's like not because the trial was so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like no, it, it was yeah, like it wasn't though. <laughs> the jury, like the jury, should have never ever come to that conclusion Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense like how many shadows of a doubt do you need because there were about a thousand of them (laughs) it doesn't make sense there's nothing hardcore concrete evidence that stuck that i know of yeah other than the fact that these boys were somewhere in the park they were nowhere near where her body was or in the drag like path but that's yeah, all it's like it's like the opposite of the OJ case. Like in the OJ case, you like empathize for the yeah. jury. Yeah, it, it's like the exact opposite. You're like you're all fucking morons, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, um, but yeah, I like. I don't know. Do you guys know about Rikers? No. Um. I, no. Prison queen over I here. Just, Do you know okay. about Rikers? Um. <laughs> I love a prison doc. Um, the only reason I know about Rikers Island is because I had a free Wheezy bracelet when Little Wayne was there. Okay. So that's, that's that's where I'm at. Something. That's something. But I know but, it's like I know it's like legit and like don't people die trying to like swim across yeah. like well, away from it? Like side note, a transgendered woman was just killed there for no reason. Oh. <sighs> Holy shit. So, she was killed because she was transgendered and in the women's like side they did not want her there and they killed her that's crazy that's how rough it is so imagine a 16 year old on this fucking island of of hell it's like no one goes to rikers you don't if you have family in rikers you don't go visit them right that's how bad it is because you don't even know what's going to happen to you as a visitor and there's a 16-year-old with men all around. Yeah. Like, actual murderers, actual criminals. Can you imagine? Like, I would no. shit my pants. Like, that's... Like, the other boys, at least they were in juvie. But, like, yeah. I can't imagine being right. the, in that environment. And not that I that's okay. So like, that's horrible. That was horrible. But, like, the level of horrible that it is that he went to like rikers yeah am i saying it right how do you say it rikers i I say rikers but i probably have a new york accent but uh he was isolated (laughs) and he was tried as an adult like that's so painful to think of like he didn't have anyone else 16 do you know what i was doing at 16 Watching in sync. I was at TRL every single like day. Like going to Sonic for a thrill. Like what? I, yeah. like what? <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> what? You were like, you were like, 
you had your driver's permit, but like <laughs> you were getting out of that phase where like it was cool to go to the mall to hang out. Mm-hmm. Like now it was starting to get like uncool to go to the mall. So you were like yeah. trying to find other cool late night things to do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they built a Sonic and there I was. Literally <laughs> at TRL every single day after Fish. work screaming wow. in the fucking crowd. I wish I could say that I was at TRL every Snow, day when I was 16. Heat. Rain, any weather, I was, she was literally in front. You could probably zoom in and on. Did you ever episode. make Did you it make signs? Like on the episode? No, no, I only stayed downstairs. Mm-hmm. The line okay. to get tickets for TRL, you would have to spend like overnight. Oh, no. And if That's you like look SNL. at like the episodes, it's a lot of like older kids, so like eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds. You would get typecasted, like as yeah. you came in. No, well yeah. not even that. My mom is not gonna let me wait online <laughs> overnight for a fucking right. ticket to be in yeah. the crowd. Like if I was 18, maybe I would be like, fuck you, I'm going, you know, like, I've said yeah, that yeah, plenty yeah. of times. But, like, no, <laughs> like, as a 16-year-old, she was like, you could go because she worked across the street. I told you guys, right? No. I told Nate. Yeah, you told me. She worked uh, She worked across the street at the Marriott Marquis, which is, like, the biggest Times Square hotel. That's so like, she would, uh-huh. like, bring the us nicest. food. And she would bring us, like, donuts and stuff. But, like, if she wasn't at work during that shift, I couldn't stay past trl so i would not get tickets why the fuck are we talking about trl though (laughs) (laughs) what just how did we get here (laughs) oh my my god God. anyways (laughs) they split the five boys up in two i believe in the series it was the three boys who didn't have the video confessions and the two boys who did have the video confessions right it didn't matter because all five teenagers were found guilty of attempted murder rape assault and robbery okay i have a question go i just um how lady with a hand all how can they all be guilty of rape when it wasn't their semen And they didn't all say they raped her. They all, some of them said we held her down. So how are you all getting, like, how is that possible? Yeah. It doesn't match up. It doesn't, what do you, what the fuck? Let me play, let me play one, like the only devil's advocate I'll probably play in this whole story is like, let's say that did actually happen. They should be going to prison for rape you know what i mean that's my opinion so like say say all this crazy shit that they made them say was true Mm -hmm. and there were Mm -hmm. a bunch of boys holding this woman down and somebody else came Mm -hmm. in and was the one actually like penetrating her like yeah you should all go to prison for rape because you're all discussing pieces of shit but it didn't happen but like if it had it's like People who actually rape don't go to jail for rape because of a technicality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what's what's that fucking what's the frat white kid? boy? Yeah, the yeah, frat yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. He oh, raped I her. hate him. Yeah, he raped ugh. her, and he's not in jail because of a technicality. Because the judge didn't want to ruin his career. Suck my ass. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So Wait, I want to say his name. So yeah, let's not say his name. Oh, I was going to just say so everyone knows what a fucking piece of shit he is if you're anywhere near this man. But yeah, let's not do that. Never mind. I just, I I have like such a deep hatred for that kid. People know who we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, Google 
Google it. Google, Google the description white frat boy dude that did it right. I just did, and his name came up. <laughs> if you need to know the name. <laughs> Christ have mercy. Um, so the five boys were convicted, um, four of them, six to seven years, and Corey Wise, the 16-year-old at Rikers, 13 years, because he was the only adult in the group. Is that, like, is, at 16, is being an adult an 16? Adult. Yeah, because that's news so. to me. I thought it was 18. So. No, I think you could get And let's be honest, did you actually 16? feel like an adult at 18? Because I didn't. No. Oh, no. I still don't, and I'm well above 18. <laughs> so, no, not at all. Right. I mean, um, like, you can't, so like, yeah. the thing is, is, like, I mean, I don't know what the age in New York is, but, like, you can't have your license when you're 16 like you're not an adult at yeah. all like you can't no, drink you can't 18. do anything like that's you can't get it's married 18 yeah i think the legal law and like we've said so many times before our system is all fucked up it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense the legal age is 18 but the legal like by law if you commit a crime i think they could get you at 16 right you can get convicted as an adult if you're 16 years old which doesn't so, make like, any sense yeah no it doesn't because like so are you an adult or are you not like which is it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah be an adult and if i'm an adult and if you're an adult then you should be able to get a drink <laughs> if you can sign up for the army and you can go into the military you should be able to get a yeah, drink sorry absolutely. just my opinion anyway um so avi a lot of the people were basing the trial on race relations that were happening in new york city in the 90s mm-hmm um, and they were saying that it was a very, like, strained time. And there was a lot of, like, I don't I don't know the word, but, like, judgy. There was a lot of yeah. judging happening. You know what I mean? Like, if you weren't of a certain title or if you didn't live in this neighborhood, you just were a piece of shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. To the majority of the people who lived in New York. Yeah. Right. Um, especially Manhattan, it was like a very, very judgy time. Um, and the police were no different. They definitely felt that way about the different neighborhoods and the different races in New York. Um, and I'm going to pause because I know Katie's going to get real heated, but I have to talk about Donald Trump. (laughs) So like, oh yeah. Crack a seltzer or do whatever you want because Mm -hmm. he's very much involved in this. Um, So Donald Trump... Is Katharina a sober Sally this week? I I guess. I mean... Wow, this cold has got her down. Yeah, she's down for the count. (laughs) Viral queen down for the count. She took a sip of water. (laughs) Just so everybody knows. I just had to, you know, wet my whistle before I yell. So. <laughs> she had to lubricate her vocal yeah, cords. Yeah, moist those cords right up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Donald Trump was a then property mogul, as we all know. He wasn't anything. He literally, if it like I, I think I've said this before. If it was Monopoly, like New York City would be like the fucking like yeah. game itself. Like he owned yeah. all of fucking New York at that point. Um, this asshole spent eighty five thousand dollars on four full page ads 
in all of the New York newspapers. And it basically, it only said, bring back the death penalty. It said, bring back the death penalty on it. And it was referring to the voice. Because he believed, he believed that those boys admitted to something that they actually did and they needed to get killed because of it. And he spent money to figure out ways to bring back the death penalty in New York so that they could die, basically. I hate him. Number one, that is such an abuse of money and power and something that he has absolutely no involvement in that he stuck his dick in, okay? Literally. And number two, now I forget because I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm her face. <laughs> she literally, her rage literally gave her amnesia to her second. I, literally. Very important point. Oh my oh. God. As she looks at her white wall, she's so confused. Um, what? <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Katie, do you want to pause until you hear this quote and then maybe I'll come back to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said, quote, I hate these murderers, and I always will. I'm looking to punish and kill them. Okay. Again, the man is on a power trip. It's disgusting. Yeah. Okay, it's disgusting. He thinks... This is the... This is, like... Oh, my God. I Like, my brain <laughs> is malfunctioning. <laughs> she broke. But... And I... Like, <clears throat> I think sometimes men in power get on this power trip of, like, nobody can stop me. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. that's where he was. He just felt all powerful and he felt that he needed to be involved yeah. in this. Um, and my second point that I was going to make before is I wonder if the woman was not white, if he would be as passionate about. Oh, what he I was don't saying. think so. Absolutely I don't think not. it would have gotten the he media wouldn't. coverage that it no. got no. if yeah. she wasn't white. But and that's yeah. disgusting, but I think that's genuinely the truth of it he is trying yeah. to play it off like oh these murders are disgusting these murders are disgusting blah 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 but like it's because it was a white woman yeah, yeah. like no, that's 100%. what you're doing and you're trying to cover it up right. you're trying to and be like he this. was like thinking he was being this like knight in shining armor exactly. coming to this like damsel exactly. in distress is mm-hmm. like right. rescue right by saying like let's get the death penalty back but it's like no maybe you should stop sticking your dick inside of everything mm-hmm. exactly and try to actually find justice in this not justice system. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's an interview with him on CNN um, where you could probably YouTube it, where he says, maybe hate is what we need if we're going to get something done. Wow. That's ironic. Yeah. Um, wow. That's disgusting. <laughs> yep. He said that on that's- CNN, like back in the day. That's so unsettling. Like, that is so scary because that's his whole thing. It's unsettling and it's disturbing and it's disgusting, but it's not surprising to me, at least. No, no, it's not. It's like, oh, makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that everything that he like all of his efforts, it fed into the atmosphere that was going on. Um, so not only was there like really poor race relations, but it was like a moment, like I said earlier, there was crimes happening and there was high crime rates, but this was one of the biggest 
things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like robberies were happening. No one's denying that. Assaults were happening. People were getting jumped for no reason. No one's denying that. But then when you start to add things like that, it just people were just like so infuriated by it. They were like, Mm -hmm. we're going to kill these five boys for what they did. Mm -hmm. And all that we were getting fed, I remember as like the uh, the media was on like every morning, it was their confessions. Mm -hmm. And that's what the media was pushing. Mm -hmm. I never heard of the things that the lawyers were like clearing up during the trial until I watched the series. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know it was that obvious that they were saying, they were catching the prosecutors in the lies that they were like doing mm-hmm. until right. I watched the series because the only thing you heard every day was these five black boys admitted to something and they're going to spend the rest of their life in jail and we're going to get them killed because we're going to bring the death penalty back. Yeah. That was like literally all that was happening. Like I didn't know anything else. Um, Yusuf um later says that he uh he says we were all afraid our families were afraid our loved ones were afraid we had to walk around as if we had targets on our backs had this been the 1950s that type of justice they had donald trump's death penalty target literally right on their back Mm -hmm. yep he said had it been the 50s that sick type of justice that they wanted someone from a darker place of society would have most certainly come to our homes dragged us from our beds and hung us from the trees in central park yeah so just that quote alone is like so heartbreaking like i feel so bad for them like they weren't only scared being the ones like convicted of this but their families were like Mm -hmm. we didn't like i guess they didn't know what was going to happen to them like were people that upset that they were gonna like hurt them like can you imagine yeah like their moms and their dads like that's crazy it's craziness and on top of that, it's like their moms and their dads like probably know they didn't do it and are just mm-hmm. distraught on top yeah. of being scared for their own safety, their kids' safety. I mean, right? what yep. a nightmare. Yeah. So later in the series, um, the Netflix series, once they're like convicted, we start to see that like the parents start to like um, downward like spiral. So like one of the moms lost her job just by the association that her son was now convicted mm-hmm. yeah. one of the dads became like an alcoholic to the point where he became super super sick um and then like the other two moms they just had like a really really rough time getting by um they just didn't have like they couldn't get work they couldn't make it happen and it's like heartbreaking because you don't even have money at that point to go see your son who's being right god knows what's happening to him in jail every single day right and as a 15 year old you just want to see your mom you know what i mean you just Mm want to see your dad and they didn't even have that because people were taking away they couldn't afford it they couldn't afford traveling i think at one point um some of the boys were transferred like upstate they couldn't pay for that bus ride Mm -hmm. you know what i mean right they couldn't pay for that train ride they genuinely went like years without seeing them and that's like terrible like you don't even see your parents like that's horrible um but we see in the documentary so i'm gonna stop talking about trump because he's an asshole whatever (laughs) um in the documentary this is again something i didn't know while Corey is in prison 
he gets transferred a lot and he has a really, really rough time. Um, so there's a point where he's... Um, the roughest. He has the, the roughest, roughest time of all of, of all of them. And um, that episode where you go through Corey's story, that was terrible. the worst for me. I, I, you probably didn't see it, Katie. I think it was no, part four. I haven't seen but it. No, it's, it's just the last like, one. It's that that one I was like, I don't know if I can get through this. Like Because yeah. the... You're talking about injustice. Like the amount of injustice is just like in, indescribable that mm. happened to him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's. I just keep going back to this, but it's like, if he hadn't gone to support his friend, none of this would have happened to him, and that's just what blows my mind. Yeah. Yep. That's um. Great. And reminder, he spent 13 years, so he was there. Right double the amount of time as the other boys just because he was a year older than them and he was up for parole like several times several times and they kept on saying you have to admit that what you did was wrong and he said i will never admit to something that i did not do and that's just like amazing like he was tortured in prison in these horrible horrible prisons for 13 years Yep. But still, he stuck to, like, I made that mistake once before where I said I did something that I didn't do. I'm mm-hmm. not going to make that mistake again. Like, yep. he really did learn that lesson, and he learned it the, the hardest way that any person has to do it. But mm-hmm. good for him, I mean. Yeah. He never caved on that. No. Not once. He even, <laughs> at one point, he's like, all right, your parole meeting's up. And then he's like, I'm not going to go. He was yeah. like, because they're going to tell me I need to... Um, admit to this. Admit to this, and I'm not going to, so just tell them that, you know, I'll see, you know, they can schedule me in a year, but I'm still not going to go then either. Right. <laughs> yes. That's, like, um, incredible integrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And imagine being, I don't even know what age this was, but, like, imagine being early 20s, maybe? Mm-hmm. Even at that, with that, yeah. like steadfast i'm still not going even if it means that i get out tomorrow i am not going to admit to this because i know we didn't do this yeah right like that's incredible after all that pain and after all that suffering he wouldn't Mm -hmm. buffer even if it meant that he got out the next day yeah but during his imprisonment um he didn't realize but he has two altercations with someone and he doesn't know who this person is um, so the first time we see him meet this person, it's he's like mopping the day room and the dude is watching TV and Corey puts the volume up because he's finally like, I guess he's like made peace with where he's at. So like he's enjoying the music. So he wants to he's listen been, to the he's music. He's been stuck in solitary by his own will, because if mm-hmm. he was not in solitary, he would be he'd probably dead. be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is like the one moment where he's allowed out of solitary because he actually has a job to do. And yeah. it's a job that he gets to do like on his own, it seems like. But for yeah. whatever reason, this other dude was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in the day room w- just watching TV and they get right. into a physical like altercation because the guy was like, you're not turning up the volume. And Corey just wanted to listen to the music. He doesn't know who this person is. We find out that this person is Mateus Reyes, 
and he had been convicted of a string of rapes, a murder, and he just happened to be serving life in prison. So we don't hear from him ever again. Years later, Corey gets transferred again to a jail upstate and he meets this guy and the guy's like, I know you probably don't remember me, but I'm this guy that you fought in the day room a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I found Jesus and I just want you to know I'm sorry for everything that has happened to you. And I hope that you find your peace and all this bullshit. This dude is the dude who attacks the fucking jogger. What are the fucking odds? Yeah, I found Jesus. Bitch, what? So yeah, he found Jesus. um, And the second time he meets Corey, he wanted to actually apologize to him because Mm -hmm. he knows that Corey and these five other boys took the hit for something that he is about to admit to. Um, So 2002, he has like a meeting with detectives or the inner workings of the jail people, whatever. And he tells people, he admits that he's the one who attacked. Um, He beat her, sexually assaulted her when he was 17 years old. He was totally alone that night in Central Park. He was able to give um, the detectives or the jail people the details of the attack that was not public right. knowledge. Right, he accounts every gory detail of what happened. Yeah, so like in yeah, every Yeah, and his case, claim is that like he found Jesus and he wants to like come clean of all he his wants to like come clean. crimes and sins and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in every case, the police usually keep a couple of things from the public and he was able to not only hit those things, but even more things that they didn't know. Hmm. And then the kicker is, is that they tested his DNA and it and matches. guess what? It fucking matches. It fucking matched. So <laughs> <sighs> the crime that he finally got um, guilty or convicted for the life in prison was a rape. It was two days before he attacked the Central Park jogger. Um, but he was never brought up in this jogger case. So Why? the police knew that they had just re- like arrested a raper that was raping in Central Park. Raper. And his name, <laughs> I got that from Game of Thrones. His name never comes up when this girl is raped. That should be your main suspect. Here's, here's another kicker. He was drenched in this woman's blood walking through Central Park. But because he wasn't part of this little, like, hooligan group. Right. Nobody, nobody saw him. I don't get how nobody saw him. He was covered. Like, where did, he had to leave the park. A white t-shirt was completely red because he had been beating the shit out of this woman. But he had to leave the park and, like... There's always people around. And, like, it was late, but it wasn't that late. Like, there's definitely still people out. New York City is the city that never sleeps. Like, everybody's out at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was just, like, if I saw a dude It goes back to that thing. Yeah, it goes back to that thing of, like, Kitty. So, if I... He probably (laughs) knew... Let me tell you. He probably knew the right exits to leave the park. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. He did not leave the park in the middle of the fucking Upper West Side or the Upper East Side where all the rich people are, all the families are at, all the bars are at. He probably went to the northern tip 
exited out into like a shady little neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I could tell you, I'm not stopping or talking shit about anybody who's drenched in blood at midnight. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just walking right. as fast as I can yeah. away from that person. I'm not going to say shit because that person probably just got into a fight. They're probably mm-hmm. all pumped up. Right. They're probably going to fuck me up. I'm going across the street, walking as fast as possible in the opposite direction. And that's probably right. what happened. Honestly, he could have, this is going to sound bad, but the way that I walk in New York, especially when I'm alone, he could have walked past me. I wouldn't have seen him. Right. Right. Because You're I'm so not looking at people. Like, tunnel vision. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's tunnel vision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said um, his semen was the semen at the crime. Um, like I said, he was convicted of a rape two days before that incident, but he was never a suspect in her case for some reason. Um, And he was quoted as saying, I know it's hard for some people to understand after 12 years why a person would actually come forward to take responsibility for a crime. At first, I was afraid, but at the end of the day, I felt it was definitely the right thing to do. You think? So, you think? (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) Because of this, um, and because really of the DNA match, um, the five guys were cleared of all charges, even though I believe that most of them had fulfilled their sentences, if not all of them, I think. Maybe Corey was still the only one in jail. But can you imagine doing your seven years, doing whatever amount of years, you get out. You can't get a job because you're a convicted rapist. Mm-hmm. You're right. on the sex offenders list. No one is yep. going to hire you. And people in your you're family conv- can't get jobs because of this. You can't get jobs. Your family can't get jobs. You're probably like doing whatever you can to get by. And then all of a sudden your name is cleared. And your like record is cleared because this dude matches the DNA. Like the damage is done at that mm-hmm. point. Like what the fuck am I going to do at this point? Yeah. They ruined your life. You ruined everything. Like, I, what is the point? They had already, f- like, ruined their childhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's stupid. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, but, yeah, they cleared, they, like, erased their record. So, like, they're not sex offenders. They never did time in jail, even though they fucking spent time right. in jail. And they did win their lawsuit against yeah. the yes. city? Yeah, so in, um, I think it was 2012, they sued, um, they did a civil suit against New York City and they received only $41 million. Corey received the largest share, which was $12 million, uh, because he was the only one sentenced as an adult and he spent the longest time in prison. He only got $12 million. Only like twelve million dollars is a lot of money, but it's not that much money. It's not and that not much in money New York. at all. Not especially not in New York. Not in New York. <laughs> you can't buy an ice cream cone with that. Right. And then the rest of the money was split between four. So okay. I'm not doing the math, but what, like yeah. thirty twenty nine million split four into ways. four is still not enough. That's not. Right. That's it's still not enough. No. I don't care if it's the largest payment in new york city it's still not enough Mm -mm. um reyes was never prosecuted for the crime because the statute of limitation had passed oh my are you kidding me no that's some fucking bullshit i did not know that he will never 
be charged with that rape because of the statue that has passed. <sighs> so he's remains in prison because of the life sentence of right, the right. murder and Which, the like, rape. Which, like, thank God that he's going to be yeah. in prison so, like, for the rest of his life. If he had never gotten caught for the other rape that he did, he could be just, like, right. walking. Yeah, and no one would have convicted him, even though his DNA matches, because there's a law that after a certain couple of years, no one cares. However... It doesn't matter. If they had does, taken the time to run the DNA through the codex or whatever, it. they would have found would it have within found it. the statute of limitations. They would have found it. Wow. <sighs> That's can't. wild. How how do we have statute of limitations? Like that boggles my mind. Like that's something that um, like you'll never be able to explain to me in a till the day I die. Like oh, I'll no explain way. it to you. It's because uh, I got it. No problem. Um, and I know I know that men are are raped as well, but I think it it really comes down to valuing women and the yeah. value of. You know, not even just women, but also like, oh, it's not your life. Like, yeah, it is. It does. It ruins yeah. people's lives. Like yeah. it, literally. Right. It's. Mm, I could go, but for I days still about don't that. get. I still don't get the reasoning why there has to be a time period for rape to be solved or for the victim to come forward, like. Why is right. there an expiration date? It I get like the women I are get, not valued, but why get, is that even a thing? I don't get so it. It doesn't make sense. I get the thing of like you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. I mean, and people might even have like shit on me for that because you know what I mean? You should always believe the victim. Mm -hmm, but right. I do stand with like you are innocent until proven guilty. But mm -hmm. why in the hell does it matter if it was five minutes from when it happened or if it was right. five decades from when it happened? It literally shouldn't matter at all. If there's evidence sense. enough to prove that this person did the thing that they did, who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Make like, them it's, face it's the there. consequences. And in, in that case, they should actually have to face worse consequences because they were able to live the past yep. 20 years without any kind of, like repercussion for what they did mm -hmm. yep so yeah i don't get the expiration date bullshit like maybe i need to read the law and so, maybe understand it more but whatever i just googled it just to like uh -huh. because i'm i'm curious now because yeah in in the sense of like a rape case or this case it makes sense for what i was saying but there's statute of limitations on a lot of things so i just was like what the fuck's going mm -hmm. on here um it says it exists to protect defendants. There are three reasons for their enactment. Mm, I don't want to go into this, but basically they want the plaintiff should pursue with reasonable diligence. Like it's like it should be like timely, I guess. And to like protect, I mean, which I think yeah, is like no. bullshit. Yeah, me too. Because also it takes people yeah. a lot of time to come forward, especially if they're a victim. Yeah. Like, look at the, what's the fucking, the keepers? She didn't mm -hmm. even know the extent of what right. was happening yeah. to her until mm -hmm. she went to, like, professional help. Mm -hmm. And because it happened decades after when she finally came forward, those priests will never be held for what they did to her because there's an expiration date on her rape. Right. It's right. so stupid. No, like, if there's fact and if there's, like, proof. Right, that's my point. 
Like, I get you could have this situation where somebody's like, oh, this celebrity raped me, and they're saying it so that they can get, like, millions of dollars in settlement or whatever. Like, I get that. I just... But then, if we can prove that they actually did it, or the person is literally confessing, the person's confessing to the fucking... It doesn't make sense. (gasps) It just doesn't make sense that the law can be like, oh... Your your rape expired, so yeah, right. What? <laughs> yeah, excuse yeah. me. It didn't Literally. expire to me because I have no. been living with it. Like that's right. what Hashtag they're saying. They're your saying rape expired. Yeah. Hashtag your rape expired. That's, that's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm thank um, God he's in jail for some other case. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise he would be free mm-hmm. because of the way that our system is set up. But mm-hmm. that's a that's for another time. Um, Corey later says, so after like the suit, they won the suit. He says, you can forgive, but I can never forget. You won't forget what you lost. No money Mm -hmm. could bring back that time. No money could bring back the life that was taken from us or the time that was taken away from us or our families. So he, I couldn't have said it any better. Like, yeah, I mean, amen to that. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. what I mean at this point you're known for one of the infamous cases in New York, but you're a millionaire, but you're still walking around like people are still, there's people out there like Donald Trump to this day. He's still saying, I think I have a quote. He said on his presidential campaign, Donald was asked about the five. They admitted they were guilty. The fact that the case was settled and paid out with so much evidence against them is outrageous. There was no evidence against them, sir. So (laughs) people are still thinking this way. Like, I don't care if I'm a millionaire. You've ruined my life. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. this darkness now follows me no matter what I do. Yeah. What's the point? It's not going to make it better. And also, right. like, $12 million is not enough to, like, live your life and, like, leave enough if you have kids. Like, that's not enough. It's really it's not. not. And, like, not that any amount of, like, like physical things or monetary mm-hmm. value would be enough to fix that. But, like, at least give them enough to, like, live I their mean, life. Because they Donald can't Trump get regular jobs. $12 million yep. on a lazy Saturday. Literally. Like, Literally. That's chump change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the five men are now known as the exonerated five, so they don't go by the Central Park Five because of like, like the that. negativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are now um pushing to call them the exonerated five. I like um, that. Um, they're now all in their forties. They most of them like have children. Um, four of them have moved away from New York. They want nothing to do with New York. Mm-hmm. Um, with Corey, the only one staying behind in the city. And there's like a lot of sightings of him. So he's very like public. Mm-hmm. And like people see him walking down the block. Like he's pro. I don't know if he's still in the same neighborhood that he grew up, but people see him all the time and he'll yeah. stop and he'll talk to you and he'll like he's the That's most amazing. friendliest Good for him. positive person um uh Yusef uh the one that I keep quoting he later became like a doctor he was under Holy the impression shit. that 
Yeah, he could like um, he could get like his degree in college and that would transfer over into real life. But then when he finally got out, you can't do anything because you're a convicted rapist and you're right. an attempted murderer. Um, so when they cleared his name, he pushed for it. So now he like does work um, where he goes around and he's like really pushing things. That's so um, cool. He's he his last um, interview, he said, I look at Donald Trump and I understand him as a representation of the symptom of America. Mm-hmm. We were convicted because the color of our skin. People thought the worst of us and will continue to think the worst of us. And it's all because of the power of the prominent New Yorkers led by Donald Trump. Yeah. So like that's literally how they feel to this day. That's how certain people still feel about them. It's never going to go away to most people. Um, for me, watching the series has been so like eye-opening because like I said, growing up, we only knew one side and that was the negative side because unfortunately yeah. they confessed to something so terrible. But I feel like if you do watch this, I think the whole point of the series is to get the true story out there. And like, this Mm -hmm. is not the only time that it's happened. It's still happening. Yeah. Constantly. Um, unfortunately, um, the identity of the central park jogger, just to like tie it up. Um, it was kept secret throughout the trial. Like I said, because of like the laws and stuff in regards Mm -hmm. to especially like rapes. Um, she came forward in 2003, 14 years after the attack. Her name is Trisha Melly. Um, she was the confirmed victim, and she released a book called I Am the Central Park Jogger. Um, she talks about um, her life like before the attack, not remembering the attack, and the impact that the attack has had on her life mm-hmm. in the book. Yeah. Um Soon after after the attack, she, she quit was her like, job. She a lot like physically, physically. she was very fucked up. Yeah, fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, she was an investment banker before the attack, so she was pretty like uh, successful. She quit um, after the attack, mm-hmm. and she works with survivors of sexual assault at Mo- Mount Sinai Sexual Assault and Violence Intervention Program. Mount Sinai is uh, like a hospital on the Upper East Side. I was actually born at fucking Mount Sinai. So that chick is there. Yeah, she's there um, (laughs) at that program. And she like fights and like tries to like keep it moving forward. I guess she's trying to like see like the positive in it and like what she could do to like this doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Like Nate said, she still has severe scarring from the attack. She's permanently lost her sense of smell and she will suffer from like severe memory loss at like any point. Like it'll just go. Oh my God. Like it's Mm. not constant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But she definitely, I don't, I couldn't find anything on like how she personally felt. Mm -hmm. The only thing I know is that she couldn't name those boys as her attackers. So I don't right. know if she... She couldn't say they has... didn't do it, but she couldn't say they did do it. Like, it was like... Right, right. She had no idea. Yeah, she has no idea. I and don't I'm not know. And I'm not going to put that on her. You know what I right. mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's like you right. literally had no idea what mm-hmm. happened to you. And yep. that's not your fault. And... I mean, thank God you're, like, trying to do good things for you now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. everyone else. It was everyone else's fault, though. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she... I think she turned it into as much of a positive as she could. Mm -hmm. And she's out there fighting for this not to happen. I mean, she survived. Good for her. Yeah. 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 Uh, But yeah, she was able to come forward, but it was like many, many years later. That's many years later. She was like in her 40s, probably when she finally came out as the attacker. Um, But yeah, the director of this Netflix miniseries, um, she's super, super like good. If anyone has time, there's a documentary called The Thirteenth, and it's a documentary about the U.S. prison system. Um, okay. so like she, I'll be yep, watching that. apparently <laughs> that documentary is really, Katie's really living. rough. What's it well, it's actually people have said it's more rough than watching this. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's called The 13th, and it's oh, actual God. real people, real interviews. It's not a reenactment. It's not a film. It's not uh, the way that they made this miniseries. It's right, like it's real. not a dramatization. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so if anyone wants to, I'm pretty sure that's what sort of like wet her whistle to the story, seeing mm-hmm. like there's probably so much that she's witnessed doing that documentary. I'm sure. Um, but I'm so happy that she got this series out i think the executive producer is uh oprah oprah winfrey oh yeah fucking is the producer so i mean they're killing it with this fucking thing it's just really hard to get through yeah did it's you watch it? me did i finish it did you did you start yeah. it did you the 13th did you start it no no i i oh, don't okay. think i'm ready to watch the 13th yeah after okay. seeing this one and if it's worse, it's like, yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, like I have to take like a little like moment. Like I need to watch some happy series before I could dive into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it like, I don't know. I think personally it sucks because I still have like nieces and nephews that are that age in New York City, like in the mm-hmm. outer boroughs. And it's just like they could be one of those yep. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think. It, it hurts a little bit more having like that personal connection. Like yeah, they yeah, could yeah. be genuinely tomorrow 100%. one of those people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's out there and there's like follow-ups to it. It's called the 13th. There's like interviews and stuff like that if people want to check it out. But apparently it goes really in detail about the prison system. But uh, that was <sighs> it. That's it, man. That's wow. a tough one. It's, yeah. It's an important one, though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very happy we did an episode on it. I'm very happy yeah. that Emily forced me to watch yeah. it. <laughs> I know. I yeah. literally have Because I, I didn't know. Like, I mean, I was super ignorant about all of it. So yeah. I'm glad that I have that knowledge now. It's just, yeah. It's, it's, if you haven't watched it, I mean, try to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I if, you, if you can, pull, yeah, if you could pull anything from it, like Katie said, she'll teach her children never to like admit yeah. to something like pull whatever you can from it, because this is something that's like still happening on a daily basis. There's people who have been in prison for many years that are innocent and probably will never get out because they don't have support or they don't have a fucking documentary or Mm -hmm. even people like making a murderer if you want to say like he's innocent 
he has a documentary and he's still in jail. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't help, but you know that this is happening Mm -hmm. and you could take something away from that. So I think it's super important for everyone to finish it, even though the last couple episodes, I would say the last episode is really, really tough, but I think it's important for us to know what's truly going on out there. And it really is. um, This one is, you know, it has more to do with race than some of the other Mm -hmm. ones we've covered, um, which, you know, it's part of it. And it's important to talk about and discuss because Mm -hmm. that's part of it, a big part of it. Um, But I think I just like in so many of the stories that we've covered so far, it has so much to do with this like crazy justice system. Yeah. I mean, with, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, Adnan, we didn't do Making a Murderer yet, but Making a Murderer, um, Amanda Knox, um, Alyssa Turney. Um, yeah. With what's hap- what happening with um, yeah. and it's her just father. Like, what, like, genuinely, what can we do? I don't know. Like, what, what, what needs to if happen? If people have ideas, please it. let yeah. us know. I'm yeah. 100% open to, like, being part of whatever movement that is that, like, yeah. corrects yeah. this very, very injustice, quote-unquote justice system. So yeah. let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough, man. There's... The reform needs to happen, but it's just, like, what is it going to be? Like... Yeah. What's How do we get there? That? What is it going to take? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's terrible. It's just, it's really. Yeah, there's definitely a theme in our stories. And there's like, the justice mm-hmm. system is not as clean and tidy as it should be. Like, it's yeah. not. No, it's dirty. It's dank. And it's She's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. It's gross. And I could go into like, you know, the conspiracies of like, private prisons and how they just wanted to make money off of these boys and Mm -hmm. they just needed that person to like blame it on and they needed it needed to fit a very like particular yeah person but like and the facts were there we would would literally go on for we would go on we would never stop (laughs) it pisses me off because like the facts were there these boys were not the ones and they still had to suffer for They're still yeah. probably suffering, and we probably don't know it because we don't know what their lives are like. But mm-hmm. it just sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, should we cheers to the exonerated five? Yes. And to Trisha. And, yeah, Trisha Melly for being a survivor. Survivor. And... They're all survivors. Yeah. True. All six of them. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers to those beautiful people. Cheers. <laughs> so Katie's cheersing with her hydro flask just so I everybody knew you were going to out me mate I fucking knew it that's uh, a demon I live God. for outing you guys you too <laughs> oh my god All right. I'm over here well, cheersing with my multiple cans of wine sorry we took a week off I guess I mean deal yes. with it or don't but we have lives to live outside of this podcast so we're, it is, we're it is what it is, and it now. isn't what it isn't. We're here now, like Katie said. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Goodbye, um, beautiful people. Don't forget people. to oh. check out our social medias at What in the Pod and give us a rate over on the podcast app. That's Do all it. I have.
Thank you. All right, bye, guys. Gerber, bye. <laughs>